Welcome to For Such a Time as This, a podcast from St Nick's in Durham. A chance to explore what does Lent mean for us in 2021. Each week we will take a theme and explore what it means in such a time as this. Welcome to episode four of For Such a Time as This. In today's episode, David and myself will be looking at peace and what does peace look like in For Such a Time as This. So welcome, David. It's great to have you here with me. Hello, Miriam. It's lovely to see you. I wonder, David, if we could start with, um, there are often lots of different symbols and images uh, sort of used around peace. And just wondered, is, uh, is there a symbol or an image that you like uh, uh, to use to sort of describe what peace is to you? Yeah, automatically, of course, uh, you know, biblically speaking, I, I think of a dove, a dove coming down. I think of Noah's Ark, where the dove was sent out and returned with an olive branch. I think of when Jesus was baptized in the Jordan River and the Holy Spirit descended upon him like a dove. And of course, Jesus himself was described as the Prince of Peace. Uh, but also, I, I, think of, I think of water. Uh, I think of the ocean. Uh, it comes to mind. I have this picture of a, a, a rough uh, sea that is suddenly calmed. That that brings to me to mind ideas of peace. And I suppose to bring those two images together, the Bible tells us that in the beginning, the Holy Spirit hovered over the waters. It's funny you say water. That's exactly where my mind goes. Where uh, you see a perfectly still um, lagoon, or like a. a uh, sort of river on a quiet day and that sort of sounds of water running I've always found that a really peaceful um, place to be and a place that I've enjoyed um, so it's funny that you say that and that you also find water an image of peace um, actually it, it that's um reminds me of a, a bible verse that has been um so with me coming back, keep coming back to you throughout this whole last year, actually, of a time when some things have felt so unpeaceful. I don't know if that's a word. Um, <laughs> there's been a lack of peace, perhaps, when uh, things haven't been known where they're going. And I keep coming back to Isaiah 43, uh, 2, which is when I, you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And when you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. And I think that image of, um, yeah, sometimes the water is rough, um, and that by that promise that God's with God, there is that peace that it won't overcome us, it won't um, be with us. Um, I wonder if you've had experience, uh, if you can think of any examples, David, in this last year or even before that in your life where you've just really felt God's peace tangibly in your life. Yeah, I think, Miriam, there's there's been moments here and there spotted throughout my life. Usually these moments when I can say I have experienced God's peace, they always sort of occur in connection with prayer. Sometimes right at the moment I begin praying, but mostly after I've finished praying. And I think there's a connection in that with doing or being what I'm supposed to be doing or being. And that's always coupled with excitement because I recognize in those moments God is with me. In those moments of peace, God is with me. His presence is with me. So that's when I have had senses of, of God's peace. That's great to hear, David, to hear um, about, yeah, just moments where we can feel God unexplainably really often, that times that um, the peace comes over us. Um, I know for me, it's often been in the small things. Um, I used to, particularly as a teenager, get caught up on like little things and being and uh, those sorts of things. And I got into the habit of at school, um, beginning of every exam, I'd sit down at the table and just say a prayer prayer 
Um, and I knew the times I hadn't because I had a stress in exam, but I'd, it really was amazing. Every time I just sat on the desk and the first thing I did was say a prayer and just felt God's peace with me. Um, and I always remember that. And um, it's just, yeah, something that reminding me that actually do, how often do I invite God's, um, God's peace to come and to join and to overflow um, or how many times do I just put my head down and get going and deal with, try and deal with the stresses myself. Um, yeah. I want... Well, I was just going to say, I, I would echo that entirely. Um, the sense of, um, you know, when you have big things coming or you're right in the middle of, you know, that storm or whatever it might be, you know, remembering to pray and to come to that place. Uh, I really feel that God has been faithful in, in, uh, in meeting me in those moments. Um, granting me a sense of, of his presence and not to say that the storm necessarily is, is gone or anything like that, but that I'm, I'm seeing through it. There's a sense of peace even amongst all the craziness around me. Yeah. That's really interesting. That idea that um, peace is present even when there's chaos um, in that the keys, sometimes it does over like uh, override that chaos, um, but we don't always get rid of it completely, but it gives us a way forward and showing us the next step. Um, perhaps good and we talk about peace quite a lot in church together don't we and we say the peace each week in an Anglican church we often say the peace be with you for you David when we say the peace in church what does that mean yeah especially in church I think the idea of peace is so different than uh in church context than what uh what it was sort of in, in more secular or context or how it was when I was growing up peace growing up and secular context would seem to be very much just a lack of tension or lack of struggle, lack of war. And I think that's valid. I think that's good. And I think that's true. But peace, when we talk about it in church, when we talk about it in biblical terms, is so much more, isn't it? It has the idea of wholeness, has the idea of uh, all the pieces coming together alongside in in right order uh, as they ought to be. So that's sort of what I think of is that there's a completeness, wishing peace upon the other, a fullness uh, that comes together. That's really interesting, the idea that um, perhaps before your understanding of peace was a lack of something, yeah. something that wasn't there, but actually you realise with faith that's brought an additional um, gift. So not like just the lack of something, but the additional gift that it can be. Um, I like that idea of it. Yeah, something, and that goes along with what we've said, and perhaps there's something in inviting God's peace in. It's an inv- something to we receive and God wants to offer it to us, perhaps we have to be ready to receive it. That's an interesting notion, uh, ready to receive it. What would that look like for you, ready to receive it? What does that mean to you? I wonder if it's often the sort of gifts that God gives to us, or even not just that language of gift, in that um, God is a God who's a God of love and a God of peace, and he loves to pour that out on his people. But actually, are we always in a position ready with our hearts, in a posture ready to receive that? Um, and I think, and, and I think that doesn't require us to be God's peace. I think is more, isn't there's that verse that says um, God's peace through the Holy Spirit will um, surpasses all else. So it overcomes everything and it can break in. And we both shared moments where that has, that has happened for us. We can't explain it, but the peace is just broken in. But I think there's also something in making it a, a habit or making it part of our life to invite God's peace to be upon us in our life. Um, and I guess that being in Lent, it's often about habits and we review those, don't we? And we think about our spiritual life and walk with God and what does that look like? And perhaps it's a chance in Lent to think, oh, do I invite God's peace into my life? Do I try and 
um, walk with him with uh, his piece or do a, I uh, sort of just keep going and trying to make it until I get to the point of crisis where I can't help but cry out. And um, I wonder about you for Lent and um, does peace and Lent and how do they work together for you? Yeah, I think it's it's really interesting that we, we like I had mentioned peace as all the pieces coming together uh, in our in our lives. I think that that's that's both individually and and together as as a family and as a, as a church and as people in general that uh, that all of the all of the pieces come together in, in harmony and working together as they ought. Lent is a, Lent is an interesting season where we're we're sort of putting things out of our lives that um, not necessarily are are bad. Um, but that we might focus on those things that that are more important, and it's it's maybe just a reorganizing of our lives, if I can put it in its basis terms, so that we can recognize first things first, and that that peace that passes all understanding might become a reality for us. It's interesting in this in this time such as this uh, over this past year, Miriam. What is your experience of of peace? How would you be able to describe peace uh, throughout this year? Uh, of pandemic. Yeah, it's strange. I think I was thinking about this earlier and um, would I use peace as one of the words to describe this, this past year? And I think my initial reaction is probably no, <laughs> in that there's been lots of times where I felt that the rug has just been pulled from beneath me. Um, circumstances have changed. I ended up living in different places as a consequence of that. And it feels like I've been on the move <laughs> as much as you can't move in the last year, but being sort of um, mentally and emotionally not in a place where everything is consistent and dealing with that and yet at the same time there has been a sense of peace along that um and those moments where uh, I'm not sure there's going to be a way through and I've cried out to God going I just don't know what decision to make and then something someone's sent me a message or something yeah an email's come through and, and some notification and something is that suddenly changed and someone's reached out to check how I am and suddenly amongst that chaos there's been a peace which I think has just been amazing to reflect back on the year and going yeah it's been really tough but actually I've also really experienced God's peace in places I really didn't expect to and that's been just really yeah humbling I think in that I am quite an independent person and I like to get on with things and uh, present myself as being competent um, but actually there's just been times when I haven't been able to do that this year and my usual ways of dealing with that can't happen. Um, the structures aren't in place and I've had to rely on God for peace, for his peace. And yeah, it's been a really good journey to go on to learn. I'm still learning <laughs> how to um, trust him and trust in his peace that knowing him brings. I wonder, David, also we've talked a little bit about uh, inviting peace and asking God for that, but practically what does that look like for you? Are there, do you have ways or like mechanisms or coping mechanisms, things to do that you do when you start to feel stressed or things are sort of uh, uncontrollable around you? You had mentioned earlier uh, sort of that there might be things that we can do before we reach crisis mode. And uh, I'll just want to point out that uh, getting to crisis mode and, and asking for God's help and is a, is a perfectly awesome uh, way to ask for God's peace. And I have to admit that often it, it gets to that point where I am in crisis mode of some sort or another, whether with family or work or whatever is going on, that I, I just cry out to God and I ask for help. Or I see, you know, the big wave coming ahead of me and I have a, a heck of a lot ahead of me to do and I don't know how I'm going to do it. I'm stressed out asking for God's peace. But as a discipline, before we get to that crisis mode, I, I think having that that slow and steady discipline of prayer that I, I've been able to develop over this season that I've really come to appreciate waking up in the morning and even saying 
Good morning, Jesus. Coming to God at times um, I normally wouldn't have, have thought to is in, in the normal routine of the day. These are all things that sort of create a base of coming to God for for everything, really. And I think, of course, Jesus being described as the Prince of Peace, that coming to him is the only way. And of course, trying to attain peace apart from him is, is just impossible. There is no peace or love apart from him. Next week, you and Sarah will be talking about love uh, for such a time as this. But for our purposes, uh, I've really found it to be true that there is no peace apart from God, who is the source of all peace. I like that idea. You said um, you, you've enjoyed the slow slowness of life. Um, and actually, sometimes that's the place to be. And I think, well, we've had a year of it. And sometimes we might be frustrated at the slowness of it right now. But actually, in before like times, it is very easy to get sort of caught up in uh, you might have work deadlines, work commitments, projects you're working on. Uh, you've got to take the kids to different places. There are so many demands and sort of instant culture of things being done right now. And actually that's really not helpful in when it's thinking about peace because there's so much going on and keep adding things and can't focus on one thing at a time. And actually you said one of the things you do is just take a moment to speak to God, to say, tell him how you're feeling and start your day and sort of pinpoint your day throughout it with moments of God. And I wonder if there's something in that trying to intentionally slow down um, that we can meet God's peace. I agree entirely. Going back to stories and, and different times throughout my life, it's been those times of intentionally slowing down, not, not necessarily looking for peace, um, but looking for him, uh, looking to be with him in whatever form, and, and, and the peace has come. There's a sense of being led in it as well, that it's not just a feeling, but it's it's an entire way of being in those moments where I am able to be and perform and act in such a way uh, from that peace as well. Uh, sort of a, a solid base or a foundation that I live. Yeah, I like that idea of having um, encountering God's peace and having that as a basis from which we do everything else. And I think that's really, yeah, it's not always easy. <laughs> I can acknowledge that, that actually, that we don't always do that. But actually, what a difference that would make if we if we did um, start our days from that place of seeking God's peace so that we could walk in the rest of the day knowing that um, God is with us. I think that's a really um, exciting thing to think about and to learn to grow. And perhaps that could be a challenge for us in the remaining weeks of Lent to always taking moments in our day um, to stop, to slow down, to invite God's peace and to allow that to be the basis from which we move, make our next step. I think it's been really great, David. I thank you for this conversation today. It's been really good to just take that time out, as you say, to think about these things. We don't, we often use this language and images um, in our day to day lives, and we don't necessarily always stop to think about why we use, uh, why we say peace be with you at church, and what does it mean when we say that. And so thank you for today and for discussing that. And uh, I want to read just end our time together with um, the prayer that we've been saying throughout this podcast. We step away from our busyness, calm our hearts, quiet our minds, help us to be still. Thank you that you have been with us in everything we have already done today and everything we still have to do. Lord, may you speak to us and bless us as we explore peace at such a time as this. Amen. Amen.